we are completing our studies in Daniel. And we're ending where we began with this idea of longing, of, of yearning, of looking forward with hope and anticipation. There's a little ditty that, um, that uh, preachers love and um, it's to, to sort of sum up the whole of the Bible. And, and it goes like this, the old, talking about the Old Testament, which is the, the, the story of God. Testament is just like a, a story or covenant agreement. Um, so the Old Testament is the story of God before Jesus and the New Testament is the story of God through Jesus and after Jesus. And, and we understand the whole Bible by, by this little ditty that the old is the new concealed and the new is the old revealed. In other words, God's plan of salvation and restoration and healing, God's plan that all his creation should be in this wonderfully diverse and unified whole, uh, expressing shalom, um, is, is enacted through Jesus. And, and Jesus is, if you like, a sort of thread all the way through the Bible. Um, and he's revealed in the New Testament. We see him clearly, there he is. <laughs> But where is he in the Old Testament? And um, according to that ditty, you know, he is, he's there, but he's concealed. The Old is the New Testament concealed, just as the New Testament is the Old revealed. Ah, there he is. So I guess it begs the question, where is Jesus in the book of Daniel? Because we've been working our way through some weird stuff. I don't want to say, by the way, I mean, we, I've probably avoided a lot of the weird stuff, chapters 8, 9, 10, the, the kind of dreams, although we're going to look at a, a dream today. Um, uh, uh, but, you know, there's been, there's been these grotesque kings, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, almost caricatures of themselves. I mean, it is a bit like a pantomime, the, the story of Daniel. You know, it's, it's like, you know, there's a kind of pantomime baddies, the kings, you know, particularly Nebuchadnezzar. He flies off in his rage, these sort of outrageous death threats. And, and, and sort of macabre, you know, throw them into a furnace seven times hotter than it needs to be, or into a den of lions. You know, why don't you just slit their throat? I'm just, no, okay, you've got to make up all these incredible ways to execute people. Uh, and then there are these sort of, you know, these astrologers and satraps and these, and they, they always feel like, like when I read about them in Daniel, I kind of want to almost have that, um, you know, the sort of Laurel and Hardy theme tune, you know, they, so the king calls all his wise men to interpret it. Oh, king, we haven't got an idea. We don't know what your dream's about. You do it and off they go again. It's just Daniel all the way through. Daniel, yeah, the Lord's revealed to me that it's this. Oh, yes. And there's a little hints, actually, of Jesus emerging. But... Although Daniel is a, a Christ-like figure, uh, it's, it's not quite. He, you know, he, he's just a, a significant player in the, in the plot line in Babylon. Uh, he's, he's not Christ. He's not the one who, through whom God is going to rescue the whole of his world and put things right. So if we want to know where Jesus is in Daniel, let's ask Jesus. So we're in Mark chapter 14. Turn with me uh, or find it in your 
phone or your tablet or whatever, Mark chapter 14, um, and I'm going to read from verse 53. Uh, and here we are, uh, as Jesus is brought uh, towards the, the climax of Holy Week, he's brought to before the Sanhedrin for questioning and trial. Um, and all of this is, we're, we're going to discover where is Jesus in Daniel? So read with me. They took Jesus to the high priest and all the chief priests, elders and teachers of the law came together. Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. And there he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any. Many testified falsely against him, but their statements did not agree. Does this sound familiar? Satraps, administrators. Anyway, then some stood up and gave this false testimony against him. We heard him say, I will destroy this man-made temple and in three days will build another, not made by man. Yet even their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent and gave no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, are you the Christ, the son of the blessed one? I am said Jesus. And look at this. And you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. That's a bit of a weird answer. It's kind of, it's kind of a little bit concealed there. Maybe it's sort of working the other way around. Actually, this is the new concealing what we're about to see revealed in the old. But, but look, the, the guys around, the guy, they've studied the Old Testament, they know the law, they know the Bible. The, these high priests, verse 63, look at this. They tore, or he tore his clothes, the high priest. Why do we need any more witnesses, he says. You have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? This is blasphemy. Jesus said, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Oh, we don't have a clue what you talking about but the high priest does the high priest is calling this blasphemy in other words the high priest knows that Jesus is claiming to be God in human form he said well Tim how, how do you know that okay this is where we need to go back to Daniel chapter 7 to some of the some of the weird bits this is Daniel's dream uh, one of the dreams that he has Daniel 7 and um look just to say here on I mean we could have a whole thing on the uh, the apocalyptic but uh, th this is the part of Daniel that's that's written in Hebrew, not Aramaic. Do you, do you remember, Daniel is the only book written in two languages, and it, it kind of it's it's this one world, two realms um, of of sort of authority and power that we explored in the introduction way way back. Um, so do you remember the bit about the sun cream and the you know there's a, there's a reality even if we can't actually perceive it and so Daniel's in Babylon which is the kind of the, the reality there are kings that can kill him and all these sort of statues and power and wealth all, all around very tangibly present but the real power and the real authority although you can't see it in tangible terms belongs to the kingdom of God and and Daniel is sort of straddling these two he's praying for and yearning for real power, real authority amid all this stuff that will come and go, you know, these dreams of kingdoms that will come and go. And we live, we live in those times too. And so Daniel has this dream. Now just, just on the apocalyptic and the, and the Hebrew section, this is basically written to the in crowd, the core team, to you and I. It's, it's kind of saying, look, you'll, you'll get this. Um, 
and so don't get too bogged down in the in all the kind of fancy imagery. Um, just just go for the point. What is God saying? It's a bit like you know when we when we when we open ourselves to the Spirit, we're kind of alert and alive to the Spirit, and and the Spirit speaks to us. Uh, and often, well, for me, and I think for a number, a number of us, it's often in a kind of an image or a picture. For me, it's often a weird, slightly weird picture. It's always a sort of slight caricature. Um, actually, the Lord very graciously gave me a picture for someone on Alpha, and um, it, there, there was a really, uh, I mean, what, actually, just on this, while I'm, while I'm on this, uh, I pictured this person standing in a pair of clogs, uh, but in, it, as I pictured them, the, the clogs were kind of huge, they were enormous clogs, and they were very definitely clogs, wooden clogs, and I thought, I, I sort of said to myself, or said to the Lord, really, in, to myself, look, I want to share this for this person, because I think the Lord wants to speak to this person, but Lord, do I have to say the bit about the clogs? Why don't I just say they were kind of shoes, just, just shoes? And it, I've sort of felt the Lord say, no, they're clogs. And the more I sort of saw the picture, these clogs almost got bigger and, and more defined. Like, you know how clogs have this sort of pointy bit to, to the toe? Must be very uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, I, so I, whoa, shall I, shall I? So in the end, I sort of thought, okay. And so I, I shared, shared this sort of picture, what I sort of saw in this picture. And it was quite, you know, I, 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 I was quite descriptive in, in what I could actually see, including these clogs. And I thought, okay, I'll be quite insistent. They're actually clogs. And I can see them as really big. That seemed to be significant. I had no idea. I thought, you know, I kind of laced it with, look, I might've had too much cheese to eat last night. I mean you know, if you think. Um, it turns out that the person that I shared that with, as a child, grew up in a Dutch community. I had no idea. And, and so as, as a result, that the, what else, the, I shared some other things that I felt the Lord was saying for this person, which then had real weight and resonance because the kind of connection had been made through the weird stuff. So all of that to say, that's that's what that's what the, the kind of apocalyptic stuff, the the, the weird stuff in Daniel, the, 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 these images that he has in his dreams, that they're they're, they're just there to kind of create a, a setting for us to get the point. Let, let me just read a bit of the the point. This this is the dream, verse nine of Daniel chapter seven. As I looked, this is Daniel in the dream. Thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days, a name for God took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated and the books were opened. Yeah, kind of dramatic language, but it's conveying the fact that of all the powers, of all the kings, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar is flick, who are you compared to this God of gods? Then I continue to watch because of the boastful words, the horn, that's that, the horn's kind of this, this kind of um, wannabe. It's kind of dramatic language for, you know, a, a tryhard in, in, in leadership kingdom terms. The horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into the blazing fire. The other beasts had been stripped of their authority, but they were allowed to live for a period of time. In my vision at night, I looked and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He, turn the page. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority 
glory and sovereign power. All peoples, nations and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. You remember the statue with the, the kind of chest and the midriff and the legs and they made a different thing and they, they, they look impressive, they're incredible. Wow, smashed, destroyed. And it's just a little rock that comes, that smashes them. Here in, a, in, a, in another dream, another sort of phase, another picture, an image, here is the rock that is a kingdom that will never be destroyed. I, Daniel, was troubled. This is verse 15, chapter 7 of Daniel. Keep up. I, Daniel, was troubled in spirit and the visions that passed through my mind disturbed me. I approached one of those standing there and asked him the true meaning of all this. So he told me and gave me the interpretation of these things. The four great beasts, the four kingdoms that will rise from the earth, but the, note this, but the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom and will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. Tides go out and tides come in. We, we live in eras that threaten to overwhelm us. And yet, the saints of the Most High, that's you and me, if we know ourselves to be in relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That makes us a saint, forgiven of our sin. Doesn't mean we don't often do things wrong. But we're saints that occasionally sin. We're not sinners anymore. That's our identity. The saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom. Will receive the kingdom. And all these things shall be added unto you, Jesus says. And will possess it forever. Yes, forever and ever. Wow. Now she goes on in verse 22. Um, until the ancient days came and pronounced judgment in favour of the saints. You see, you see who's winning here? You and I, the saints. Daniel in Babylon, he, he's on the winning side. Verse 27. And the sovereignty, the power and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be handed over to the saints. And the people of the Most High. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all rulers will worship and obey him. Where is the thread of salvation? Where is God, if you like, in, in the Old Testament and particularly as we've been looking at it in, in Daniel? He's right there. Jesus at his trial, Mark 14, the, the reading we first had, here we've got all the monsters are in the, the judgment seat and the Son of Man is in the dock. But when questioned, he says, this is his defence, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. In other words, Jesus says at his trial, you will see... Daniel 7. Because in Daniel 7, we see through the dream that Daniel had, we see a picture of, verse 13, Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He'll be before the Ancient of Days. The Ancient of Days will give him authority. And through his authority, the saints of the Most High will receive the kingdom. Wow. 
Daniel, Daniel could only dream of these things. I mean, God wonderfully, to encourage Daniel, gives him this dream. This is going to happen, but, you know, parenthesis, Daniel, probably not in your lifetime. You and I are way, way, way more privileged than Daniel because we have seen Jesus, the Son of Man. What Daniel could only dream about, we now know as historical fact. And at his trial, Jesus subverts the whole trial thing where the, the monsters are in the judgment seat. They are going to, they're going to be destroyed. And the Son of Man, who's received his authority from the Ancient of Days, from God himself, the one who, disagree about read it, um, kind of flaming fire, rivers flowing, thousands upon ten thousands, the one with all power and all authority, whose kingdom will never end. That authority and that power is given to the saints forever and ever, to you and me. Here's the question. As, as, we're, as we're fed up with Zoom, and we're fed up with not having life as we were used to living, as, we, as we're still kind of restricted as, as a sort of the, the spectre of another spike and we'll be back into lockdown, as, as goodness knows how many news stories conflict, and as we just grow weary with a, with a life out of sync with how it used to be, Here's the reality. Here's the truth. That won't last. But amid it all, here's my question. What are you longing for? What are you longing for? I, I, I think I quoted the Spice Girls. What do you want? What do you really, really, really want? Anyway, I want to see the ancient of days. I want to see his kingdom come. We pray it. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We finish that prayer with yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. But you know what? We, we, we could long to be even more bold with that prayer. Yours is the kingdom and the power of the world. Yes. But according to this dream that Daniel had, that, that Jesus says is fulfilled in him, ours is the kingdom. Ours is the power. Ours is the glory forever and ever. It's ours. What do I long for? What do you long for? I, I hope it's that you long to see that reality lived out in your lives and in the lives of others. What I mean is this, as, as a church, obviously it, it's the kind of forefronting, oh, when can we be back in the building? When can we meet together? And, and obviously I'm looking forward to being back in the building and, with everyone and obviously I'm looking forward to being with everyone but how is frankly how is being with everyone together in a building any different from the pub we, we I'm looking forward to 
being with a whole lot of people in the pub or, or on the green or, or the cinema or the theatre or just being with people, having a good time, enjoying company. How is being back in church different from that, significantly different, markedly different, energisingly different? It's because I'm looking forward to more than simply being with everyone else. And I worry about those who only want to be with everyone else. Please tell me that when you say, oh, I can't wait to be back in the building, what you really mean is you can't wait to see the Ancient of Days. You can't wait to see his kingdom come. And you simply want to do that in the company of others. It's Jesus that we're longing for. And his kingdom and his power and his authority. So that, so that we live in a culture and in a world where where when marriage, for example, is honoured and esteemed in this countercultural weird thing where a man and a wife mutually submit to one another under Christ or in Christ, a complete odds to what the world knows. And, and so a marriage relationship just flourishes and blesses the children and family and the community that they welcome into their home. Marriage is not meant to be, oh great, I'm married, I've got my husband, I'm going to shut the door and we have this lovely little cosy private life. No, it's, it, marriage is to express the, the, the goodness of God to everyone. Open up your home. Open up your, you, you just offer hospitality. Share what God has brought to you and shown to you and revealed to you to others. Where relationships are restored. I, I long for the kingdom and I trust that Jesus will bring my husband or my wife that I can partner with and steward creation with together. I long for the kingdom so that, so that I don't dread Monday morning. Yes, work will, will, will exact from me, it will take from me, but in a way that deeply fulfills me, that my work is, 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 is unbelievably satisfying because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. That's what it is to long and yearn for the kingdom. That's what I want. I want to, to find myself obedient to God's call in such a way that I, I bless others around me in my productivity and creativity and imagination. This is a good thing to do. I long for the kingdom to come so that I, I see people healed. I see people flourishing in who God has called them to be. That I, 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 I step out of fear. That I will break shame. That I will live the kind of life of intention because I know that it's been given to me in Jesus forever and ever. That what Daniel could only glimpse in a dream, I know as lived out reality, longing, yearning. Jesus was, was there in Daniel and Daniel kind of saw it in the dream and Jesus is here for us now. Daniel is just a foretaste, he's, he's Jesus concealed, the book of Daniel. And in Jesus, we see what we've been working through in Daniel now revealed, ta-da, the great reveal. And the reality of an everlasting kingdom presence, walking day by day with God and for God, is ours now to grasp, to hold on to, to yearn for. So that when we are back in the building, we're back because 
together we, we encourage and spur one another on to an even greater desire to see more and more of him lived in us and through us for the sake of others who don't yet know him. I pray, God, you're with me in this vision, that as we, as we kind of reset back in the building, as we look to build back better in the building, as we, as we look to shift our emphasis, to, to, to get rid of those things that didn't really contribute to kingdom stuff, our own attitudes, our own ulterior motives maybe for moseying along to church or not, dipping in or out as it sort of pleased us. No, we'll, we'll commit to church because church is the expression of this everlasting kingdom. Church is how we encourage and inspire one another to live this stuff so that what Daniel could only dream of, we know is reality. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Daniel. Pray God we dare to be a Daniel as we venture forward together. Time to pause. Time to invite God by his spirit to speak to you. Maybe pictures, weird stuff, but sift through it to hear what he's challenging you to do and to be, to say, so that you play your part in living this kingdom reality here on earth for God's glory. Amen.